0: This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.
1: There's no business like show business, like no business I know. You're listening Everything to Radio About Kidnappers, the voice of Hawks Bay. I'm Ken Morrison and this is a program called of Theatre Interlude, long. a program where I talk to actors, actresses and theatre personnel, musicians as well. And today it's my pleasure to be talking to Hawkes Bay based musician, musical director, Wendy Hunt, who is the musical director for Napier Operatic's latest production, Into the Woods, which is on stage from the 8th till the twenty-third of July at the Tabar Theatre in Coronation Street in Napier. Wendy, welcome to a theatre interlude. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's sort of going to be a Wendy Hunt. This is your life.
0: Oh, okay. Does that sound good? Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: right. Now, before we talk about Into the Woods, if you wouldn't mind, just reflect on your journey, your journey into music and theatre. Uh,
0: we'll start with the music part, because where, where that was the founding of it all. Um, I didn't actually want to do music. Um, I wanted to dance, but we had a piano, so piano we did. And we had a a dear friend down the road that played piano so she could teach us and so she did. Um, And I I never actually enjoyed it. I love it now, don't get me wrong. And, And I teach piano now and I love that, don't get me wrong. But I didn't actually enjoy playing piano, certainly not practicing piano. Without tears Until no. I was about 14 And when one of my sisters, bless her, said For goodness sake, get over it You win all the competitions, you must be good at it <laughs> <laughs> So, so make it that. work <laughs> Yeah. So I thought, oh yeah, there's probably some um, some honesty and some truth in that So I did find that I did enjoy it But I, I came about it in a very, very backward way did you come um, from a musical
1: family or was it
0: No, not at all So I'm, I'm the oddball in the family um, So I have one sister who's an, a nurse, brilliant nurse And the other who's a brilliant accountant mm. Um, my father was a mechanical engineer mm. and he restored veteran and vintage cars One for each of his girls, which yes. <laughs> we're supposed to be able to drive But we don't really have the physics knowledge to manage very well And mum was a legal executive, still, um, she's retired now of course um, so, so no, I was definitely the oddball, but I did have uncles who were, were very musical So perhaps the gene yes. came to me through there um, But yes, I, I did absolutely love playing music, but I did Absolutely want to dance. So I handled it by doing athletics and gymnastics at school, which was free, and in the lunchtime. So it didn't interfere with the family timetable.
1: So what <laughs> so so what, what happened to the dancing? You, why didn't you take up dancing?
0: Um, money was tight in the 1960s. yes. And um, you didn't argue.
1: No, no, exactly right.
0: <laughs> and you didn't assert your rights either. So when six o'clock in the morning was your turn to do your piano practice, that's what you did. That's what you did a while. And, and you just did it, and and there was no way that you would miss a day.
1: No. Mm. Did you find it came naturally to you the, playing the piano? Or, yes, or was it, it did. Just a hard yes, slog? I,
0: I was. I was a bored piano pupil. Mm. Um, not because I had boring teachers. Um, no. I was just a bored piano pupil, and so I would mess around quite a lot and play by ear Can't and, and improvise and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and do a little bit of on the spot composing and stuff like that. And I heard my mother phoning one of my teachers at one stage saying, "Wendy's doing more mucking around than yeah. <laughs> she is practice." And I was so delighted that Miss Mavis said. Let her, that's the best way to learn So that's actually one of the things that I encourage my pupils to do now Is to to improvise, to mess around And that has helped me such a lot in musical theatre Mm. And on the occasion when I've played keyboard in a jazz band um, Because you're not afraid to take a risk And uh, in life we have to take risks, don't we? If you can take a musical risk and recover from it, then you're okay I've got a fabulous book on my bookshelf called The Perfect Wrong Note It's my favourite book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So when you were learning the piano, was there a a procedure? I I can imagine, not that how would I know because I haven't done it myself, but I imagine you start with the classics. Is that what happens? You learn the classics first and then you expand from there and if you don't know the classics. I read somewhere that if you don't know jazz, you don't know music.
0: Mm, mm, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think um, jazz is, to me, like clowning is to walking, mm. um, that you've got to have your basic fundamentals in place, and mm. then you can start bending the rules and reshaping mm. it to your own way. Um, and I've got a son who's a, a brilliant jazz musician, actually, and, mm. and he often will put a bit of Mozart or Bach into his riffs, wow. um, which is rather lovely. I, I pride myself on on the premise that perhaps he's waving to his mum (laughs) when he does that Um, and and a daughter who's a a lovely orchestral composer so they've both got that creative risk-taking thing but they both had the classical background that I had as well and I think that gives you your basic fundamental toolkit to work from yes Um, so I try to put that into my teaching as well so we have our our toolkit and then we work from that to to work out how to sight read how to enhance our playing mm. or how to create our more playing yeah do
1: you have to read music to be good i mean i, I read somewhere that uh, the <laughs> beatles none of the beatles could uh, read music
0: yeah not many of our split ends friends either no, but, and, and but look what happened to them i know it, it's um it's actually a battle of the classical music teacher <laughs> to fight that argument um Personally, I think both skills are equally valid. Um, So if you're a a play-by-ear person, I would like to balance that with Mm. enough reading or enough understanding of the structure to be able to cope where you have to read. If you get in a session job or with a group that requires you to read a chart. Um, And vice versa, if you can only read, then I'd like to wean the pupil into taking some of those risks and playing by ear which comes from understanding the structure and understanding the likely chances of what chord might be next, what note might be next, mm. what the patterns are.
1: Could you go into an environment like a show environment like you're in at the moment without being able to read music and successfully do your bit so to speak?
0: That's a really interesting question because uh, increasingly now the theatre environment musical theatre environment is using backing tracks rather than a yes, live orchestra and and most of the cues, I've underlined and highlighted the word most, mm. uh, most of the cues are in the printed libretto, mm. not the musical score necessarily. Mm. So so long as you can press the button at the right time, well. you, you'd be okay. However, about a third of the cues, well, Into the Woods anyway, are in the musical score mm. and not in the script. So it's handy certainly to be able to read the score
1: what inspired um, you along the way with your music? I mean, did someone inspire you, or was it because your parents said, get to that piano and you get playing, and when you're 18, you're really going to thank us for it?
0: That's a really big question, and I would think it started with mum and dad saying, you just do this, this mm. is your time, and, and they'd set the alarm on the stove, and I didn't stop practising till that yeah. went, um, and if I messed up, it got extended. Um, and then I was winning competitions, but then I got picked up to play at school, but the probably the big inspiration which combined the dancing was when I was 14 and the Manawatu gang show invited, do you know the gang show, mm, the scout yep. and guide yep. one? Yeah, they invited, that was with Pat Snox, mm, my old friend Pat yep. um, he invited girls into the show for the first time in New Zealand which was, oh, terrible <laughs> How and daring I, of him <laughs> Well I just jumped up and down with glee because under the guise of guiding I could do some dance, I got on the stage as a yes, chorus girl and I could sing and I could dance and, and, and I had a wonderful time and I earned a badge for my guide uniform so it, it was okay yes. <laughs> it was like, and I got to wear makeup and have hairspray so at 14 that was pretty exciting um, so yeah I'm one of the, the original girls of the New Zealand gang show team um, and Pat Snoxall then um, put me onto the piano and in those days the vocal coach was called a chorus mistress, I'm so pleased they have changed that name, it's a yeah. bit, <laughs> bit loaded these days, um, vocal coach and, and then I became the musical director for Manor Gang Show as well and it did press all my buttons. Um, I was very excited because of all the layers and all the textures that mm. were involved um, there was the dancing, there was the lighting, there was the acting, the characterisation. And then when I got onto the podium um, under Pat's guidance, um, I had to actually write the music for the orchestra to play. Mm. And this is in the ni- early 1980s. So in those days you had a 24-piece Full orchestra, strings, wind, brass, percussion. And I was writing the music with a pencil and a manuscript book. (laughs) Because that's what you did. And at the time, I'd just finished doing my diplomas in piano and and music teaching. And all of that theory that I'd had to do that was deadly dull was suddenly relevant. Mm.
1: Came as being. Mm
0: it really came into its own Um, and that was very affirming and and very enlightening Um, of course life's got easier now you've you've got the score delivered to you as part of the set package if it's a consortium show or you can just use your computer um, systems now and they work really well for you too
1: writing music yourself is that the ultimate?
0: I don't enjoy composing. No. I've, I've done some and I've done some as part of my university degrees and mm. things, but it doesn't come naturally to me. I've done a few kids operators, which were mm. easy enough, um, but um, I'll leave that to my daughter.
1: Yes. <laughs> Do you have a preference? You, would you prefer to teach or would you prefer to be playing or would you prefer to be the musical director?
0: I would prefer to be doing a little bit of everything all mm. the time. I really firmly believe in balance mm-hmm. um, and during the lockdowns I'm sure you're sick of people talking about lockdowns but they are an historical turning yes. point um, it, it was it was very easy to feel incredibly isolated mm. uh, even though I still did do online lessons mm-hmm. um, it was still stuck in that corner of the house you it's know, not the same as um, it? so it's not the same no. and you need to bounce yourself off people so um, when I'm just teaching and not doing a show, I'm very grateful that I do some teaching out in a school mm. because that get, gets me out into another environment, but also bouncing myself off other systems, not just on my property on my terms Mm. uh, which I don't think is particularly healthy I think you need to always challenge yourself in a different environment Um, and I accompany as much as I can so I've often been criticised for taking on too much but I think you need to maintain your performance skills as much as you can if you're going to teach with authenticity
1: Yes, indeed. so
0: um, at the moment I'm accompanying Napier Girls High School um, the big singers tomorrow Mm. and I'm very much looking forward to that and it's just lovely to play some real notes because when you're teaching, you don't often play a whole piece. No. Well, you do with the little <laughs> beginner's pieces. There are only eight bars wrong. But, um, you know, some of the real big pieces, you usually only play the tricky phrases. Um, and the rest of it you leave to Michael Houston on YouTube, you know. <laughs> yes. um, but it's just delightful to, to play some real things. But to get out into the musical theatre, to me, uh, re-feeds me. Mm. It, it re-energises me and nurtures me and lets me enjoy all those layers and textures Isn't I was talking nice? about. Um which gets me ready for my 7 o'clock lesson the next morning.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a good segue into musical theatre. That um, I think people who, don't, who haven't been involved in theatre probably have got no idea what we're about to talk about, but I've never been on stage. I've always been a behind-the-scenes guy, but I find that when you walk into that stage door, it's like you go... Oh, yes. And you're in another world. Oh, yes. And then when you leave, you think you can't wait to get back there again. Yeah. So... Is that the feeling that you get when you go into a theatre? Oh,
0: absolutely. And I love the smell of theatres. Mm. Gosh, there's some history in the smell yes, of any theatre. And each theatre's got its own smell, too, in the way that countries probably have. But um, yeah, I certainly get that feeling. And then when the show's all over, I get that very, very empty tummy feeling. Yeah. yeah.
1: How do you come down from that?
0: Uh, with difficulty. Yeah. Um, I have a jigsaw puzzle ready. Ready? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Now, you're the musical director, and I, I wonder if you could just maybe explain to us um, what that means to the average person uh, listening to this program. For instance, my wife and I were watching uh, some, the orchestra conductor, and we are saying, I wonder what's happening there, because the musicians very, very rarely seem to look at the conductor, or in your case, you be the director, wouldn't you? Um, Tell us about that. How does that work?
0: Well, for the first instance, is to to note bash and teach the cast their notes. Mm. With this particular show, we had some rehearsal tracks that we could use, mm. so we sent those out to them to rehearse by themselves along with a bit of YouTube so they got the feel of the characterisation. Then in rehearsals, we just ensembled them. But as part from the part about waving your hands as the conductor is actually the fun part because yes. every gesture you make is painting the sound yes, and shaping the sound for the audience to hear. So you're not just bringing the cast in at the right time or saying, actually, you're a little bit out there, let's yeah, just speed yeah. you up <laughs> um, or slow you down or whatever, but but also encouraging them to use their voice in a particular way, mm. um, either theoretically correctly or in a characterised type of way. And even though they've rehearsed it for months, um, they still need that. Affirmation yeah. and, and that encouragement to do so. So that's really important. If, if you're conducting as a musical director a live orchestra or a live rock band or whatever, it's the same thing. One hand is for beating the time mm. and the tempo and the other is for bringing in the colours or the expression or the various solo moments. And it's the same with the backing tracks. <clears throat> in that, my gestures—I so call it my choreography. <laughs> yeah. uh, my gestures will remind the cast that they're listening. Either as a soloist or a store, an ensemble, they're listening for that bit of trumpet, that mm. bit of bassoon. There it is. There's your cue, mm. um, and and away you go. Um, so it's it's very creative. It's kind of like a finger painting at kindy was.
1: Choral director, musical director—are they the same thing, or are they different?
0: Um, the choral director shapes the voices, mm. and the musical director um, overall. Organizes the sound and and the liaises with the microphone people, um, who to bring up, who to bring down, and at what point. Um, so we're definitely a team, um, but with with a backing track show, the musical direction is is, is lesser because yes. you're not having to conduct individual people or write the music for the orchestra.
1: All right, so you've, you've been through weeks and weeks of rehearsals. your mm-hmm. night's just around the corner for you, and you, know, you hear the murmur of the crowd. I'm trying to sort of set this in here. You know what I mean. How are you feeling? Oh, Oh, look, I can't wait
0: for people to hear what I've been talking about. I can't wait for them to see what I've been talking about, though we're not allowed to give too much away. Um, But we walked into the set last weekend, walked into the auditorium, and they put the set on the stage. (gasps) You feel like a bear, don't you? Oh, my goodness. Um, Not only could we see it, but we could smell it, and that's all I'm going to say. (laughs) It it, it was great. Um, and, And that has just lifted everything quite a few levels, of course, at rehearsal. no, I'm very excited for the people of Hawke's Bay. And hopefully, even further afield, to come and see that we actually have mastered this Sondheim. Yes, <laughs> He's a bit of a monster, is <laughs> our friend Sondheim. And uh, and it's a lovely challenge, and I think we've got him.
1: Yeah. Are you superstitious when it comes to theatre? I mean, you know, you're not allowed, for instance, to say that Scottish word in the theatre. Oh, it um, doesn't
0: worry me. The sky hasn't fallen no. on me yet. No. Do
1: you have any rituals that you go through before you?
0: Before you go I, I, no, no I don't personally But I, I do always insist on a cast warm up mm-hmm. um, Which is not just a vocal warm up But also like the team build You know the hands in the circle and the oi yep. um, That kind of thing And a, a physical warm up I think you need to gel um, Before you go on um, And personally if I'm playing uh, Accompanying a show I will go through my own technical piano warm ups Just to get the brain in the zone So yeah my rituals would be Just getting the brain in the zone
1: Being involved in Uh, music and theatre for uh, quite a few years. What's been your biggest challenge so far, Wendy? Um,
0: This one, musically, because Sondheim um, writes a lot of fabulous notes and a lot of fabulous rhythms, but he also writes a lot of very challenging rests, Mm. and they're not consistent. So it's been good for the brain, um, and that's that's actually why I said, yes, I'm going to do this even though I'd just come straight out of doing The Boyfriend for the only one-week yeah. gap, <laughs> um, which was lunacy. But I didn't want to miss the opportunity uh, to have this little growth and to do time. But I also found um, Mary Poppins challenging. And I was, I say only, lovingly, the rehearsal pianist and show pianist for Mary Poppins. But that's a big show and mm. it's non-stop. Marvelous So the underscoring went right through. There was nothing that was just dialogue in that. So physically... That was really hard. And if you saw an x-ray off my hands, you wouldn't believe that I was a <laughs> There are only two digits on my hands that have not been broken or really? have got severe <laughs> arthritis. So to actually play uh, that chimney sweep dance, you know, 11 times in a row at rehearsal, um, it was really physically challenging. Almost and making a martyr my of yourself my for neck. the business. Yes, I know, but yeah. it was good. <laughs> I thrived on it,
1: yeah. If you had to pick a best show that you've been involved in so far, is there one? Or can you not pick it? They're all the good in their show. own way.
0: Oh, Avenue Q would be a standout for me. Mm. Yeah. It was um, so risky. Um, and it was out of my normal comfort zone. It was my first show using backing tracks. And, it, you know, it had content that was not in my normal comfort zone. Mm. Um, but fabulous small cast beautiful harmonies to be able to to establish and the, the very, very clever cast it got them established really well and sang it really mm. well. So I was very pleased. But um, I also loved working with that whole team. It was a tight knit team. So that would stand out as, as a favourite for me. Mm. Um, second in line would probably be 2005, My Fair Lady here, yes. which was my first MD job here in Hawke's Bay. Um, and I felt it. You know, I'd been in Hawke's Bay, having been in 2 I'd been here at that point just six years. Mm. Um, and I thought, yep, I've landed. Yes. I'm home. I'm where I need to be. Yeah.
1: I wonder if we just wind the clock back a little bit. Um, you went through all that painful practice that you didn't want to do <laughs> as a child. I wonder, though, did you decide once you thought, wow, that was pretty good. I'm glad I did that. Did you have a dream that one day that music might take you somewhere, that you might be the headline act on Broadway? in the west end what was your dream with music
0: yeah once i decided that music would be okay to do because yes. i was okay at it and actually it did have lots of potential i thought i'd really like to be a professional accompanist mm-hmm. um an opera mm. um which would have meant going to Juilliard in New York, and that had mm. its appeal as yes, well. I, I mean, whoa. But um, in the 1970s, that wasn't a popular thing to ask mum and dad. Was it?
1: No. <laughs> I can't understand why. Um,
0: so, and also in those days, and actually I think it was for the better, you know, things are always better in retrospect, so yeah, that was the right choice. Um, also, in those days, you got paid to go to teachers' college. Mm, yes. so, so that was actually yeah. the right thing to do. And and yeah, no-brainer. It was a no-brainer, yeah. and it, it kept me in the musical societies that I was involved with there in Palmerston North. Um, so I was able to establish all of those sidelines as well as start my teaching. So.
1: One production that you haven't been involved with yet, but you would love to be, what is it?
0: Oh, I don't know. I'd like to do some more sometimes now. Actually, mm. I'd like to look at company. Um, that's a that's a good question. I'm going to keep thinking about that, if I may. Yeah, no, mm. carry on.
1: Mm. All right, we're almost running out of time. Tell us a little bit about, or what you can tell us about, Into the Woods.
0: Oh, it's exciting, and it's got surprises where you least expect them, as you might expect if you're in the woods and getting lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it starts out with the, uh, the whole mishmash of your favourite fairy tales, and actually it, it looks like your picture books too. We had our costumes on for the first night on Sunday, and it was just like the picture books, um, and sounds really good, but... Um, but in the second half, you are offered some challenges. And mm. if you, you know your fairy tales and nursery rhymes, they've all got that dark element and those morals um, woven in between the pretty pictures. And, uh, yeah, I don't think the audience will go away um, happy. No. I think they'll go away challenged and exhilarated and impressed by the, the standard of performance. But um, it's not not a happy ending.
1: No, it isn't. Damn, I love happy endings. Well,
0: it says, and lived happily ever after. <laughs> yeah. but, the, but there are two words after that last two bars of, and lived happily ever All after. I right, will we'll leave that for you. <laughs> yeah. But that's actually probably the guts of it.
1: <laughs> What's your well moment? You look back on your time in theatre to date, and you've got obviously a lot of time ahead of you, but it's there one moment that defines what you've done for why you do it? That is why I do what I do.
0: Uh, yes, in the in the mid 20, 20, 2008 through to about 2014 I was averaging three shows a year and we were doing things like Cats and mm. Beauty and the Beast and Phantom of the Opera and and I was also doing those at school as a school mm. director of music and I mm mm that's why I do what yeah. I do, that's why I'm here. And as a school head of music as well I was taking the choirs and the jazz bands and the barbershops and yep, that's why I'm. That's why I did that theater
1: practice. <laughs> now, I've been involved in theater since 1970, and I'm surprised that theater is in such good heart. Why do you think theater is in such good heart?
0: Uh, it gives you a really good opportunity to get out of yourself and get over yourself, mm. um, and and keep your personal strength and your own integrity in place. I think, even though you're pretending, you've you've got to be in a good place to be able to pretend convincingly, um, and, and you're in good company. No-one does theatre because they don't want to. No, of
1: course You're not. You're
0: in very good company. It's the same as playing in a band. Um, you can't go wrong.
1: <laughs> no. No, you are very well known in the theatre circles and the music circles right across New Zealand. Um, last question. How, how would you like to be remembered by that community <laughs> when you finally hang up your baton?
0: Um, I'd like to be remembered, oh, my goodness, as as being fair. Fair and able and now you want me to unpack that <laughs> <be>. <laughs> oh, that's great
1: good on you Wendy it's been my pleasure to talk to you on A Feet of wish you, you well for your season
0: thank you